Hi, this is Louis Canio. Welcome to the Doctor and Dad podcast. This fast-paced weekly podcast delves into the latest scientific findings on how we can all live longer and better lives. I'm the dad, and my daughter, Nicole, is a family medicine doc who trained at the renowned Cleveland Clinic. We hope you enjoy this short, informative show, and please be sure to visit thedoctorandad.com. Uh, and by the way, the doctor is abbreviated in that. So it's T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for the show notes um, and other resources to help you learn about extending your health span. Within the notes, you'll find links to a bunch of stuff we discussed. So be sure to check it out. And thanks for listening. Hi, doctor. Hi, Dad. Well, happy new year and happy new decade. Thank you. We were supposed to do this last year, last decade, but uh, things got in the way. So what's, what's your excuse? Uh, two children, going back to work, a house. Lame excuse, I must I say. <laughs> Throw the holidays in there. Oh, yes, and, uh, the holidays. That, was, that's, that really was rough. And traveling. We traveled to Maine. And to Minnesota with two children. So it was four flights, a six hour car ride one way and then back, and uh, presents being shipped back and forth. Exactly. So apologies to our loyal listeners, but we are back. (laughs) Yes. And and, uh, I think we did uh, in the end 28 episodes in. 2019 so uh we'll shoot for at least 30 in 2020 how's yeah. that dare to, sounds good dare to dream so um we are at and just a reminder uh for people who want to dig deeper into the topics that we talk about certainly check out the show notes on our um on our website but uh, today we're talking about this study that came out in the journal of the american medical association at the end of last year i forget if it was late November, early December, some somewhere in that, but certainly um, uh, caught a lot of press because uh, what it indicated was that life expectancy rates in the U.S. have not only stopped increasing, um, they have started to decrease. Um, and that really contrasts with uh, the rest of the developed world and probably undeveloped world for that, for that matter, um, where those populations can continue to expect longer lives. So, um, and, and because you know, how long you can be expected to live is kind of a, a marker for not only the, the health of a population in general, but the well-being of society, you know, and um, it's it's really kind of um, kind of concerning, I would think, at least, yeah. you know, so it was surprising. Was it was was it surprising for you to hear this? Um, not to hear, I guess maybe to hear the decreasing a little bit. Um, but I've known that we've stopped increasing for a while in the U.S. And it kind of goes hand in hand with everything we know about obesity and, you know, increased rates of diabetes and all that stuff so in that regard it's really not when you kind of always hear about the obesity rate in every age group and um it's not hard to think that that's also going to affect our um lifespan with life expectancy that's true but the then if you if you say okay it's 
it it's not necessarily happening in the rest of the developed world where we know there is also rising rates of obesity and, and diabetes, right. but maybe not as bad as the U.S. I guess is 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 maybe the well, and lifestyle. Yeah, I think it just all in all, it's probably different lifestyles. Like Europeans, a lot of European countries are much um, healthier than we are. Like their lifestyles are yeah. healthier than ours, and so maybe there's still a rise in obesity, but they still walk a lot more than we do, or less stress, more focus on families and all that sort of thing. So, well, let's, before we, we, we dive into, you know, some of the details uh, of the study, um, I think we we need to define what life expectancy is because, you know, you throw that out a a lot and, and um, you know, so, so what is life expectancy? So it's basically, it's your expectancy at birth. um, The estimated number of years, that a a new a newborn is predicted to live and they base that off of you know different cohorts so it's their age specific death rates and it there's a always a gender difference too with um males and females and the life expectancy because i think females are always a couple years more, more than than males but it kind of um just calculates it based on the different cohorts throughout life and that's why we also we've got life expectancies and then also like most common causes of death for all these age groups i think we've talked about that before like the highest cause of death in you know like the 30s to 40s are is increased a lot because of suicide and drug overdoses so that kind of stuff shifts this too but that's going to overall decrease life expectancy just for males in general or females um, when you know that the rates of drug overdoses is much higher right. than, it ever, than it ever used to be. So that com- that is also another thing we should have mentioned about why we think this is happening. Um, Cause we have the United States carries. Oh, I feel like I just read something recently. <clears throat> um, like 80% of the world's drug overdoses. That's ama- amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we're, we're what, we're less than, um, 5% of the the world's population. Yep. That's exactly like what it was saying. I don't know the exact numbers too, but it was talking about how, what percentage of the population we are and what percentage of drug overdoses we, we have. And it's unbelievable. So that'll, that'll take down overall life expectancy too. True. True. So in reading this report, it was, you know, we, we were doing fine, um, up until let's say 1980, early 80s, where we started to then kind of lose pace um, from a life expectancy. Um, And then by the end of um, the last century, so by by the late 1990s, um, our life expectancy, that's where, you know, kind of we we were kind of leading the way. And then um, at that point we declined to a level below the average life expectancy for um, this um, group of companies called the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, which is, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's an acronym for it, OECD, but it's basically developed countries like Europe um, and Mm -hmm. um, I forget where else, some of the developed countries, Japan would be included in that. Um, And so in, in, so while in, in what was obviously we, we alluded to it, what was really concerning is 
you know, life expectancy in those countries continues to increase. It, by 2010, U.S. life expectancy stopped increasing. Um, So that's the thing you said. Yeah, you knew it had stopped increasing. But since 2014, (laughs) it's been decreasing. Uh, And this is now the other thing that is, you know, really contrasts with um, the U.S. and and other developed countries is the level of health care spending is much higher in the U.S. Mm -hmm. than these other countries. Not doing us any good, clearly. Well, at least by this measure. Now, there are other measures of, you know, kind of uh, what you get for your healthcare dollar. But this life expectancy is a is a pretty all encompassing one because it, it, it goes from, you know, it covers, you know, because obviously you, you can die at different ages from different causes. So, mm-hmm. you know, death during childbirth or um, death um, or or. or um, childhood deaths due to either disease or accidents or mm-hmm. what have you. But, um, you know, it's, again, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty wide ranging um, type yep. of, of, of measure. Um, so this particular study looked at life expectancy data from 20, uh, 1959 through 2016. So it's that uh, like 57 years or so. Um, yep. And then looked at cause specific mortality rates for from 1999 when you know again we, we we really started falling behind the rest of the developed world through 2017 um, and it used used a bunch of, of us uh, and CDC um, uh, databases uh, and and kind of some of the cuts they made and the, the analysis focused on midlife deaths so deaths from ages 25 to 60 years four years old and they they um uh they they stratified it by gender race or ethnicity socioeconomic status geography um and 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 then you know kind of did all these these cuts so um so um here here are some of the, the the key findings so um the good news is between 1959 and 2016, U.S. life expectancy increased from um, just under 70 years to just under 79 years. Um, Yeah, that's a big increase. I mean, so I was Mm -hmm. born in 60. So in 1960, um, my life expectancy was 70 years. And in that you know, in that time frame, to, from then till a couple of years ago, um, it right. increased nine years, or yep. more than ten yep. percent, uh, but declined for three consecutive right. years after twenty fifteen. Um, and and what the um, what what's interesting is is the findings were that the retroge- retrogression in mortality rates occurred across multiple causes of death. Um, so from 1999 to 2009, uh, these cause-specific increases um, were not reflected in all cause mortality trends because they were offset by large reductions in mortality from like heart disease, cancer, mm-hmm. HIV, motor vehicle industry injuries, and other leading causes of death. However, increases in these cause-specific mortality rates 
before 2010 kind of slowed the rate at which all cause mortality decrease and life expectancy yeah. increase. So it's kind of the it's kind of the the inverse. If you know, if you look at um, um, so if, if all more ca- all cause mortality is decreasing, then life right. expectancy is going to go up, and and the opposite is is right. the truth. So it breaks it down into two different kind of so groups like cause specific and all cause and we've known that we've had a pretty and i think the most sizable reduction or increase in that life expectancy during that time frame that you saw those nine years certainly um cardiovascular disease because of advancement in treating coronary artery disease um and how we're able to kind of fight heart disease and we kind of made hiv become a, a death sentence to a chronic disease that doesn't necessarily limit your life expectancy all that much um so those are two big players um in that gain that we got but then what this study is is looking at is then how kind of that improvement in those things slowed because we kind of reached a a peak there so you didn't you no longer had all those gains but then we also are are seeing a decrease or an increase in, in cause-specific mortalities, too. Right, right. Um, and they, again, they, they noted that, like, infant mortality mm-hmm. is decreasing, so less, less infants dying, um, less uh, mortality rates among children early at, adolescents, so 1 to 14 years old is going down. Um, and... Um, age-adjusted mortality rates so among like adults the, 65 to 84 years old is going down. Decreasing. Yep. Well, it's, it's, um, it's that 25 right. to 64-year-old group, which, you know, is, is surprising, but, but then you dig into it and, um, and, and you get to some of the causes of, of what you're talking about. But yeah, specifically, so um, let me uh, kind of dig more into the data. So the, um, you said the relative increase in midlife mortality was greatest among younger adults, 25 to 34 years old. That's um, crazy. So age increased by almost 39 percent. Those, in, um, which, those between 35 and 40 or 25 and 35 years old. Um, saw the greatest increase in mortality to the tune of a 30% rate increase. Yeah. And there were, there were increases in other, um, there were also increases in middle-aged adults, 45 to 60 years old. Yeah. Um, um, but not as much. Fifty-five uh, to sixty. And, and the yeah, same with yeah. that. Um, so all of the, to fifty-year-old. Again, we're talking um, about group. twenty-five to sixty-four-year-olds. Yep. So each each ten-year chunk of people saw an increase in death rates, but nothing like the younger adults, twenty-five to thirty-four-year-olds. Right. Right. And it also indicated that um, mm-hmm. mortality was increasing across all racial uh, groups. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just it wasn't just whites or, or what have you. Um, although, um, let me see, although, um, yeah, between 2014 and 2016, life expectancy mm-hmm. decreased among non-Hispanic 
white populations, um, non-Hispanic black pretty populations, pretty similarly, and Hispanic in populations. So, yeah, yeah. And then they took a look at also, you know, kind of from a from a geographic perspective or state perspective. Um, so, uh, the largest relative increases in mortality rates. Um, so again, the, the biggest decreases mm -hmm. in, in life expectancy rates occurred in New England, in our home state included in that. So New Hampshire led the way with a 23% increase in mortality rates. Maine was next at 20.7% increase. Yeah. And Vermont, I mean, places where you would think people, um, mm -hmm. people are living pretty relaxed lives, you know, New Hampshire, Maine and, and Vermont. Um, and then the Ohio Valley after that, um, with West Virginia um, at 23%, Ohio at 21.6%. It'd be interesting Indiana, if we had almost the 15%. I'm sure it's in the, about the, the full paper, but um, the states with the lowest increase. Well, right, <laughs> right. exactly. I, yeah, I didn't take a look at that because we were looking at <laughs> the bad news, but there's, there's got to be, there probably presumably is some good news in there. So. Uh, so in terms of the causes, so uh, they definitely noted a major cause of increasing mm -hmm. midlife mortality was the large increase in fatal drug overdoses. I mean, it, it, that began in the 1990s. So the 1990s, yeah. if it, that was before the opioid epidemic, because that was Maybe more a little bit earlier 2000, than that. A bit earlier than that. But, but definitely piece, not right? the 90s. But I mean, it wasn't opiates. Even it was earlier. Other things, you know. We just weren't seeing the... Other things as well, right? The right. staggering Heroin numbers, or, or whatever, than like we are now. Yeah, and you talk staggering. So between 1999 and 2017, midlife mortality from drug overdoses increased by 386 yes, 6.7 deaths per 100,000 yes, to 32.5 deaths. That is a huge increase and a huge number. That's Yes, it is. It is. Uh, you know, you you read about it, you hear about it. Um, you know, it's probably has. Uh, there right. are very few people, yep. adults at least, whose lives haven't been touched by that opioid yep. epidemic. Um, yep. But those numbers put it in in really stark contrast. Um, it says that the the largest relative increase in overdose deaths, which is like an increase of nine hundred over nine hundred percent. <laughs> That's crazy. Probably because they weren't fifty-five to sixty-four you know, didn't have years that old. Much to begin with, yeah. They went from two point three per hundred thousand to twenty-three point five. So probably not a group that was really at that high of a risk of drug overdose deaths. Um, and then they saw a big, a big jump. Yeah, off the charts. Yeah, right. Terrible. Now, so but but that's not the only cause. So. Um, it, they also noted uh, that mortality rates increased for chronic liver disease and cirrhosis. So um, uh, those rates were were not the the high rates of the, of the drug the increases at least, but alcoholic but still significant. liver disease uh, yeah. increased so, by forty percent. I would say that's um, from. Si I, I I still think that's know. pretty significant and pretty surprising that alcoholic liver disease during those eighteen years increased by 40%. That's a ton. Cause you just wonder, you just wonder why. Um, and then for That's a lot. Yep. young adults, yep. 
what's driving that young adults 25 to 35 it increased by 157 percent but the actual number of deaths you know yeah much much yeah but, but from a lower base right but boy, how do you how do you get? I mean, because that's a mm-hmm. that chronic liver disease, alcoholic liver disease is something that builds right. up over time. It's almost like it's almost like cardiovascular disease. So how do you get? I, I wouldn't have imagined that you could get a significant well, number binge, of people right binge drinking. So whereas the older population of people, um, you know, the the more like forty five to sixty five, it's you know, a too much drinking over a long period of time, but we see the younger age group with cirrhosis because they've been binge drinking for, you know, five years or 10 years. Yeah. And it will kill you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, suicide rates have also increased, particularly in that, cohort uh, what they call midlife cohort uh, 25 yep. to 64 year old so those went up 38 percent which is, again is a large number particularly because the base is higher with this this is what 13.4 right. deaths per th- hundred thousand it was to 18.6 um, um and um and and up by 50 55 almost 56 percent among individuals 55 thing, to 64 you know, years which is- old um, and I guess it's not, you hear about it a lot more, the suicide, because there's more depression and more, I think, stress among younger adults, um, but then also children. Um, interestingly, the largest relative increase in suicide rates occurred among children aged 5 to 14 years. So not, it's like went from 0.6 deaths to 1.3 deaths, which might not seem like a ton, but in that age group of 5 to 14 years, um, you know, that's a big a big jump yeah well and i think if you take those three things we just talked about together so drug overdoses um um, suicide mental disease caused by alcoholism and um suicide Mm -hmm. yeah they're all kind of interrelated um and if you so they're what do they call them there's a there's a uh um, there's a term that mm-hmm. is escaping me right now, but deaths of desperation or s- something like that. So if you take those together, they're definitely the, the largest, um, the largest contributors. It, it's almost like the, because we always try to, uh-huh. this, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been a pretty dark discussion by the way, today to kick off our, our new year. But, but I think, um, you know, it's something that we got to, you know, we can't, put our heads in the sand and, and, and hide from, um, I think we got to kind of recognize the fact that um, if we are focused on being healthy, that it's right, not it's also just about and, what you eat yeah. and how much exercise you get. It's mental health. It's, mental health, it's, mm-hmm. it's the conditions right. in which you live, you know, your, your friends and family. It's, right. you know, how, you handle the stresses at work, uh, or, or don't handle the stresses at work or, or what have you. Um, it's much more uh, right. holistic, yep. but than there's also enough vegetables. You know, didn't <laughs> and, uh, get to, um, but it, there is also significant increases in mortality rates because of hypertensive disease and obesity. Um, it says hypertensive disease mortality increased 
by almost 80%. That's a huge number. And mortality rates for obesity related, you know, problems increased by a hundred and almost 15%. So those things are still playing a factor, but not by any means the only, the only factor. Yeah. Only piece of it. Yep. Yep. And I think in in terms of if you added it all up again, it's, it's those Mm -hmm. lifestyle column diseases that are, that are driving it. So, and which, which we kind of harp on. So, um, so, so a couple of additional kind of tidbits um, within the study. The uh, for, first, the the increase in opioid-related deaths um, was kind of only part of a more complicated phenomenon they found, um, and and doesn't fully explain the increase in um, midlife mortality rates from causes right. such as alcoholic liver disease or suicides or, or what have you, um, and it also doesn't fully explain that U.S. health disadvantage, um, which began before, right. you know, we, we started losing pace, as we said, again, right, right. back in the early yep. 80s. So w- well before any opioid. Uh, so again, speaks to, you know, maybe some societal differences. Yep. I keep reading about how <laughs> right. idyllic life is in Norway. So <laughs> I'm tempted. And as you know, right. uh, we have uh, Norwegian blood in our in our family so maybe a, <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a reason to get back there claim some sort of citizenship so yeah um so the uh, the other thing i want to note is this um, national research council examined the u.s health disadvantage in, in in detail they identified nine domains in which the u.s had poorer health outcomes than other high-income countries um, so it does. It, it, it included um, not only the drug-related deaths, um, but adverse birth outcomes, injuries and homicides, adolescent pregnancy, sexually transmitted infections, HIV and AIDS, obesity, so diabetes, heart disease, chronic lung disease, and disability in the United States so. um, than any other high-income country, which is just crazy, yep. crazy. So I'm sure yep. there's a lot of information out there about. Yep. You know, yep. all different reasons behind that, different possible causes behind that. Um, but it then compared the average mortality rates of 16 other high-end countries. The United States had lower mortality from certain things, cancer, um, cerebrovascular disease, which is like strokes, um, but higher mortality rates from most other causes of death. So while we're winning a little bit in cancer and um, like stroke-related deaths, we are still um, still have higher mortality rates than most other countries when it comes to everything else, like heart disease, hypertensive disease, like we talked about the drug overdoses, suicides, diabetes, infectious disease, pregnancy, and childbirth. So the United States has a higher, um, you have a, a higher risk of uh, maternal death in childbirth than most other developed countries, which is crazy. The numbers aren't high because it doesn't happen that often, but it happens more in the right. United given, States than given most other how... developed countries. That women, that, that mothers are dying during childbirth. It's crazy. should not be happening. But part of that's because, you know, mothers are more obese or, you know, more hypertensive disease, yada, yada, yada. But still, it's still... And the same thing with infant mortality. Right, so the more, you know, our infant mortality is, is higher than it should be, I would, in my opinion. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's very interesting to to, to kind of. It's humbling too because people usually think the United yep. States is well. I don't know. If people and really think again, anymore, against the back, the like you know, mecca of all things, whether it's health, finance, whatever. Um, right. Well, certainly mm-hmm. one of the by any any measure one of the richest nations in the in the world should not um, you know certainly should not be falling right, far exactly. behind other developed countries never right. mind you know moving backwards in that in that in that measure um and uh, as you said you know lots of underlying cause um you know the the, the to to some mm-hmm. extent the, the smoking rates in this country that were very high in the 40s 50s 60s 70s let's say um or you know some yep. of some of those uh chickens are coming home to roost um you mentioned obesity um uh, psychological distress is, is is another piece, but then right. um, they mentioned you know how healthcare is delivered in the U.S. and and how it's financed. Even though we're spending a lot more, um, a lot of those benefits are focused yeah. Yeah. on people who have more money, essentially. So people who have less money, less disadvantaged, and, and presumably um, not getting the healthcare that right. um, that let's say people in yep. Sweden, Norway, England with, with national healthcare getting. So, so, well, we, we promised <laughs> our listeners that we'll get on to, um, to, to, to happier subjects, but I guess it's, you know, not a bad right. thing to, to, uh, yep. to start out 2020 with a dose of reality at any point and, and kind of lay a foundation for saying, Hey, um, you know, uh, there's, uh, there, there's definitely some, uh, some headwinds out there and, um, if you aren't kind of proactive and um, kind of um, kind of responsible for your for your health, then there's a there's a lot of uh, right. And the uh, silver lining that, to all that, that would be that are, are most of these of things are modifiable. You. Absolutely, absolutely. Both mm-hmm. you know, lifestyle being the the, the primary driver. Which is which is what we're all about, you know, giving the, giving, providing information so people can right. make, uh, you know, um, have that knowledge to make the right choices. So live longer, healthier lives. So, well, um, <laughs> good chatting with you, you again. We we won't make depending it such upon a long my break until the next one, uh, depending upon your schedule, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, uh, my my schedule is more flexible. To you too. Great talking with you. Happy right. New Year. Bye. Okay. Thanks again for listening. You can visit the doctorandad.com. That's spelled T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. Now the legal disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not, should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad 
Podcast.